Welcome to the Innovative Teaching Podcast. Our goal for this podcast is to introduce you to new ideas and encourage you to think outside the box when it comes to teaching and learning. I am your host, Jeanette Schaefer. Welcome back. I know it's been almost a year since my last podcast. There's just been a lot going on. Of course, we've done plenty of innovations. I'm sure all of you all around the world have. And it's just been really busy. I've even worked through the summer, which I don't typically work full time through the summer, but it's been busy. Well, today kicks off a new journey for me. And I was fortunate enough to submit an application or a proposal to Maricopa Community Colleges and got a, approved to do a sabbatical research project for two semesters. So for this academic year. And today is the kickoff. I get to take everything off my plate and just focus on the project that I wrote a proposal for. I'm just gonna share with you, I'll give you an intro to the project today, but what I really wanted to do is just share what tools I plan to use. So some of those technologies that you can use for uh, different purposes. And because it's only been one day, so I've just kind of thought through what's my workflow? How am I gonna work on this? But before I do that, let me just give you an introduction to my project. The study is gonna be about virtual beings. It's titled Virtual Being and Augmented Reality Storytelling Experience to Engage College Students. The, I guess the real quick overview of that is that you have virtual virtual characters. There's also virtual beings. So the idea of a virtual being versus a virtual character is that the virtual being is more human-like and you may not even be able to tell if it's a real person or not, you know, if, if the technology is really good and the AI behind the virtual beings is working really well. You may not be able to tell if you're interacting with a real person or a virtual character. Now, I'm not real worried about trying to mislead people that the virtual being is a real person. It's more of a character that someone can connect with. So let me just read you part of my abstract for the project. This project explores augmented reality and emerging technology and creating a virtual being character, a character that you know isn't real, but with whom you still can connect to provide students an increased state of being present in the community college and the community. In addition, the storyline of the virtual being character will connect students to the history of the college by incorporating information from a South Mountain oral history project that's been going on in our campus for at least a year, maybe a year and a half now. So that's just kind of a overview. The goal is to increase student perceptions of presence and motivate students to engage in the community and college. So that's the overall goal, reaching goal. It's really to get students engaged into the campus with people. And it's kind of interesting because you're starting out with a virtual being or virtual character. And the idea is to just get them connected and start introducing them to uh, programs or opportunities, or even the history of the campus that they would not otherwise connect with. And then in the end, lead them to real people, real human people on campus that they can then connect with. We know with a lot of research, if 
students can connect with at least one individual on campus, whether that's another student, a staff, a faculty, that they're more likely to complete. So that's the overall goal and mission of the project. And it gets a lot more complex as far as what tools and how that will be accomplished and some of the components that will go with it. I'll get into that throughout the year as I'm working on the actual project. Now for technology, so today I was just looking through my workflow, trying to figure out, okay, what tools am I gonna use? How do I do this component? How am I gonna do that? So I was gonna share those with you. You may be familiar with most of them. If not, maybe you'll learn a new tool today. But the first one, a heavy part of it's gonna be researching, re reading through the literature, connecting with other scholars, learning what, you know, what's working, what's not working. So the first tool is gonna to be Mendeley, and it's great at pulling in PDFs where you can go in and annotate them. You can organize all of your research articles and then tag them. You know, it's kind of similar to a lot of tools today, but it's designed around research. You can connect to other researchers. You can have um, topics and Mendeley will even come in and recommend other articles that are being published related to the articles you've already pulled. So it's a really nice tool. And then there's a, a Google Chrome extension that makes it easy to capture and cite, you know, get the information cited for websites that you might want to use. So overall, that's the, the research, trying to make that easy, a, a way to curate all that information, keep it organized so I can find what I need when I need it. Now, as far as project management, one of my go-to tools is Trello. I, I do use a planner, but with a planner, uh, like a paper planner, but with that one, it's tying in more with um, my everyday activity. So it's not just work-related, it's home-related, and you got the Google Calendar. And so there's many, many different tools that way. But for the sabbatical project management, I'm gonna go to Trello. I really like Trello, it makes it easy because as I think of things, I can put it into a list of things that I need to do the backlog, the to-do list, the in progress, on hold, complete it. So I have a column, I have cards, I can add in files, I can add in information, I can make checklists with each card. So Trello's really, really nice if you've never used it. There's many, many different templates for Trello now. A lot of people are using it. So anything you wanna do, keep track of, uh, manage, you can find uh, really good templates. Just every day, it's a planner too. You know, you can keep track of uh, your to-do list and everything. So for note-taking, I was gonna look at LiveScribe Smart Pen 3. And the main reason was that some of our accessibility students use them on campus. We have them, and I want to get a little bit more comfortable and familiar. I used one years and years ago but it's been a while. I was setting it up and I realized that there's not a, a desktop application for my computer because uh, the application has not been updated. So I immediately got rid of that idea. I wasn't completely sold on using it anyways because I have the Notability and I'm gonna use that with an iPad and Apple Pencil. 
So that's kind of been my go-to tool if I want to do handwritten notes. But they, there's also a, a web application where you can go in, desktop application, where you can actually go in and hand type them in. Of course, you can type them on the iPad too. But that's just an easy way to sync notes and keep track of notes. I already have it, I already use it, so it just makes sense. Then for my website, uh, right now I'm hosting on HostGator. I'll be using WordPress and that's where I'll keep up with the project. Just share, uh, you know, resources and photos, everything that I'm, I'm doing along with the project. And then I do have a camera. I was going to use the iPhone, but I think I'm going to go with the old fashioned. I say old fashioned. They're not so old fashioned, but a Sony CyberShot. And that's just so I get better images. And because my good DSLR right now is uh, in West Virginia, we um, that's another whole story. My RV needed fixed, so it's in West Virginia, along with a bunch of my stuff because we had to fly back home. So we, uh, yeah, so I don't have my camera yet. I'll be getting it soon, but it'd still be a little while. And then going low-tech. So with the low-tech technology, I really wanted a whiteboard or a whiteboard wall in my house, in my office. My husband wasn't completely sold on that. So I ditched the idea. And what I found as a substitute, oh, I tried a wall stick on, um, like a roll of whiteboard stick on but the wall is too porous and it would not stay on at all. But what I did, found, did find were whiteboard circles. So they're big circles. I don't remember, they're about 10, I think they're like 10 inch circles. And I ordered them off of Amazon. Eight of them came in one pack. They are stuck to the wall. So that will be my whiteboard. I'm actually really liking them. My younger son likes to come in and draw on them. So, you know, every couple days I have a new picture on my little whiteboard circles. It's kind of cool. And then there's even uh, whiteboard hearts that are same thing. They stick on a wall or stick on things. The beauty of them too, you can peel them off and move them. Now, I don't know how many times you can peel them off the wall and put them back on the wall, but I've already peeled mine off two or three times to try to straighten them up a little bit. So I know you can peel them off and stick them back on. Sorry, we've got a phone call coming in there. I'll take it in a minute. Now, the other thing that I learned with the whiteboard, once again, this is all like low tech, but it's really, it's fun. <laughs> I get to be creative with it, right? But uh, the marker, when you let it dry on it for a while, like if you erase right away, it's easy and it comes off. But if you keep it on there for a couple days, it, it kind of dries out and it like sticks. It, it, you just can't get it off with a regular dry eraser. eraser. So uh, I Googled, or no, I DuckDuckGoed it. DuckDuckGoed it. And what I found was that you can take the magic eraser. So if you have magic erasers, wet it. And I wouldn't say wet it, wet it. I would say dampen it because the water kind of likes to hang on it and then eventually run off of it. But if you wet the magic eraser, that will wipe everything off very, very easily. Another technology that I've added to my workflow and to break up the uh, long hours of sitting at the desk is a guitar. I have 
purchased a cheap guitar because I don't know how to play. And then I also purchased a year annual membership for Fender. So I'm planning to use that to keep the creativity going, but also to give me a break of sitting at the desk for long hours and just some time to relax and uh, learn a new skill. I'm going to be using LinkedIn training for some training. There's some artificial intelligence information that I need to learn and explore. Not 100% sure if I'm using artificial intelligence. I would like to, but I am a one woman show at this point. So I'm not sure if I can pull all the components in and I'm hoping to really connect and network with some people uh, creating virtual beings or working with the AI behind virtual characters. So that's a goal of mine to throughout the sabbatical connect with some other people that are doing similar work. That is it. I hope I mentioned a tool that maybe you can take and run with and put into your own workflow for this academic year. It's so nice to be back. My plan is probably to podcast either once a week or once every two weeks. I've got a, you know, today's first day, so I'm not completely into a workflow yet. But uh, that's my goal and keep you updated on my project and what I'm doing. And hopefully it's really interesting stuff and information you can take and use where you're working. Thank you very much for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Please uh, leave comments. Let me know what you're interested in, especially as I work through the project and share information. If there's stuff you want to know or stuff you want to connect with, uh, let me know. So. All right, everybody have a wonderful weekend and thank you for tuning in. Bye.